Should we believe in Kyle McCord? Some people will say yes, while others will say no. Well, upon further review, we saw a lot from Kyle McCord during the rewatch of the game that makes me believe that Kyle McCord can be a good Buckeye quarterback this season. You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Buckeye fans? Welcome back to another episode of Locked on Buckeyes. For the Locked on Podcast Network, I'm your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. It is Tuesday, September 5th in the year 2023, and today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on college or enter promo code locked on college for a free water bottle. With any purchase, you won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. During today's episode, we will discuss why the Buckeyes offensive line struggled against the Indiana Hoosiers. And we're doing stock up, stock down a little bit earlier in the week than normal. We'll discuss why later in today's show. But first, should we believe in Kyle McCord? I said it earlier. Some people will say yes, while others will say no. Even with the small sample size of football that we have seen this season, I think it's comfortable. You can say, yes, I have a small belief in Kyle McCord and what he can do this season. Why? Because while re-watching the game, I got a belief and I got a hope that Kyle McCord can be a good Buckeye quarterback this season. I am not going to make any major statements about McCord right now. We haven't seen enough ball to make statements like that for me to come out here and say, Kyle McCord is going to throw for 4,000 yards. Haven't seen enough ball, not going that far. We also don't know what the Buckeyes offense is going to look look like in three to four weeks. So I don't want to say 4,000 yards when all of a sudden, if things change, if Chip Trainum gets a lot more carries and Mayan Williams gets a lot more carries and those are your two featured backs, I would love to see it. We don't know what's going to happen there if the offense changes and switches in the way for it to be a well-oiled machine. So I'm not going to make a statement like Kyle McCord, 4,000-yard passer. Eh, not going to go there. Uh, Kyle McCord, 45 touchdowns. Haven't seen enough ball from him to make that kind of statement. So, eh, not going to go there either. But a place that we'll go is, while re-watching this game, a lot of the throws that I pinpointed, we discussed a day ago, that McCord made that were bad, either a completion to Harrison Jr. that was a low ball that Harrison Jr. had to get before it was maybe a few inches from hitting the, hitting the ground. Um, a incompletion where he threw the ball to, to Trevian Henderson in the flat, but wasn't enough air under it, and it was a little bit underthrown. Um, there were some other passes that were just short or too long, or even the long ball that was thrown to Julian Fleming didn't have enough air under it, even though Fleming was covered as well. A lot, and there were some throws. A throw to Carnell Tate um, over the middle towards the end zone in the red zone where Carnell Tate was covered. Three guys, maybe four. The interception that he threw on third down when Chip Train, I'm going to get to this play a little bit later more in depth, to Chip Trainum, where Chip Trainum was hit, throws the ball to Kate Stover over the middle and a crossing route interception. Some of these throws that Kyle McCord made in this game, they're fixable which is why I say he can be a good Buckeye quarterback in the future. Now, things being fixable, that's a great thing. That's a great tool. 
fixing them is another thing. But also keep this in context. This is the first time this man has seen live action in a really long time. Not just live action, but your first start of your career. Uh, excuse me. For, I mean, first start against a Big Ten opponent is on the road against a team who has a coach who was on the Buckeye staff a year ago, who that team and that defense might know someplace before the snap. There were a lot of obstacles in Kyle McCord's way this weekend. There were a lot of obstacles that if we kept everything in context, you would say, oh, okay, like the numbers aren't sexy. They don't pop off the screen. But dive into and re-watch the game, you will see that Kyle McCord, even in some of the bad throws, they're fixable throws, and they're throws that part of me believes, or excuse me, I want to believe that Kyle McCord will be able to fix the issues and be a good quarterback and in a few weeks, we'll be saying, oh, wow, he learned from his mistakes week one, week two, week three, to be able to dot and put everybody on the money right where the ball needs to be with the guy to catch the ball. We'll be saying, wow, Kyle Court learned lessons from the game against the Hoosiers week one of the season. Now, let's dive into and rewatching this game. Gary Danielson made a comment about this, but also in real time, I thought a couple things about this as well. Uh, I think it was a heavy set third down. Um, Buckeyes are, I believe, in the red zone at this point in time. Cal McCord gets the ball, drops back. Chip Trainum, I do believe, was a fullback, but he goes out into to run a passing route. I don't know if it was a safety, a linebacker, or a corner. Not sure exactly what position it was, but the Hoosier defender really goes low. I believe he hit Chip in the thigh. Chip goes down. Now, in the moment, if I'm a new quarterback and I'm rolling out to my right in third down situation is do basically do or die, what do I need to do? Well, I need to get the ball in my hand because I can't run forward. This is, there's a defender there. That my number one option was knocked down. I don't know if he'll be able to get up to catch the ball. I throw back across my body over the middle. Here's why I think that play can be fixed in the future so that does not happen again. Kyle McCord in the moment. The Hoosiers have done a good job throughout the game of getting pressure on McCord and forcing the Buckeyes O-line to have issues blocking. And so for McCord to feel a little bit of pressure, he's like, oh, man, the clock is ticking. The clock is ticking. The clock is ticking. And sometimes that ball was in his hands longer than it needed to be because that clock had run out. And I heard Joel Klatt on the Joel Klatt show. Joel, Joel Klatt was saying the same thing as he watched the uh, coaches film. As a quarterback, former quarterback Joe Clatt was, he said, hey, some, there's a clock, an internal clock, and that ball has to get out. And I think in this moment, Kyle McCord, that internal clock was going and it was ticking, and he said it has to get out. So he made a bad pass, made a bad throw. I mentioned Chip Trainum getting knocked down earlier because in the moment, in the game, and even during the rewatch, it seemed like Chip still got, once he got up, he was still running the route to catch the ball. So if McCord, I know it's hard to take a breath when you're playing the game, like, like really just like, you you don't have that much time in the game, but if he just stopped, paused for even like a half second or thought for a second, looking back at Chip, I believe McCord could have made a pass to Chip Trainum. It was a way for it to be either a completion of Chip or an incompletion where nobody got up. You get the ball fourth down, kick a field goal, put points on the board. Great. You're scoring something at that point in time. So for this play specifically, don't 
Don't don't do that. Don't throw it across your body. Don't rush to make a decision. Cal McCord, in that moment, he could have thrown the ball away, thrown it to Chip. He could have tried to run for a couple yards. Don't think he would have gotten that far, but he could have tried to run. But there were numerous ways that he could have done that, made a play in that moment that would have either been an incompletion, fourth down, a completion moving the chains. And if you get an incompletion, you're kicking the field goal. A lot of the things we saw from McCord, they're fixable. Things being, being fixable is great. I really hope that he works on fixing them. And I actually kind of hope he's the Buckeyes quarterback this season. Not just because he started week one, but man, a lot of the stuff we saw week one, even some of the errors, the, the good moments, there were a lot of good moments, really good moments. Even some of the errors, they're fixable, man. And Ryan Day, if I know Ryan Day, he's going to work on it, work on it, work on it, and work on it some more until the work has been good, the work has been put in, and Kyle McCord has fixed some of the issues he's had. We're looking at a Buckeye quarterback in a few weeks where we're like, wow, he's gotten a lot better because he's worked on some of his issues that got exposed during the first game of the season against the Indiana Hoosiers. There are also some issues the offensive line had over the weekend. Not some. They had quite a few. We will discuss why this unit struggled over the weekend next on Locked on Buckeyes. Comfort is the name of the game. I love being comfortable. This hoodie I'm wearing, these shorts I'm wearing, the shoes I'm wearing, the house shoes, they're comfortable. We all want to wear things that are not only comfortable, but help us feel good. They boost our mood and all those things that go into wearing comfortable clothes when you leave the house. Well, our, our friends at Bird Dogs help us feel good when we leave the house because they specialize in making things that feel good and are comfortable. Bird Dogs stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. Bird Dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long go to birddogs.com slash locked on college or enter promo code locked on college for a free white tech hat with your order that's birddogs.com slash locked on college or use promo code locked on college for a free white tech hat you won't want to take your bird dogs off we promise you march madness is right around the corner if you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. College football season is here. And this season, Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On College Football Kickoff Live. Each Friday, Locked On will give will go live from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on every, emphasis on every, Locked On College YouTube channel. College football kickoff live will cover playoff implications, the conference rivalry games, and go in-depth like only Locked On can, including insight and analysis from our stable of Locked On College hosts covering their team every day. 
Find Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You won't want to miss it. The offensive line was a problem. I would love to open this up and make a different statement, but I cannot. The offensive line was a problem. Not the only problem in the game, but if I'm grading position units and going O-line, D-line, linebackers, safeties, corners, running backs, tight ends, wide receivers, quarterbacks, I think it's clear out of all of those positions, the offensive line was the worst unit overall in the entire game. And I think it'll be easy to point the finger at the three newcomers on the offensive line. Josh Simmons, Carson Hensman, Josh Fryer. Fryer, not truly a newcomer. He played a little bit last year, um, was more of your heavy set, your sixth offensive lineman, wearing an eligible um, receiver number just so he could be out there um, and not really change things and alter things with him wearing an old line number. So Josh Fryer played quite a bit last year in that outside tight end, more of a sixth offensive lineman role. Josh Simmons, a San Diego State transfer, comes in. First time starting at a power five level, first time starting at any team at the Buckeye level. But also, I do believe this, this is his first time playing left tackle in his life. In his life. Then you add in Carson Hensman, the guy who's a leader and the quarterback and the communicator of the offensive line. Buddy, you're kind of set up to struggle in week one. Would have been nice if Youngstown, it would have been nice if Youngstown State or Western Kentucky were week one. That's not the case. You got a big ten opponent, Indiana Hoosiers, whose head coach in Tom Allen is a defensive guy. And I think that is very important right now. Because if you realize Tom Allen, who doesn't have the talent of the caliber of talent that the Buckeyes have, but he is a defensive co- a defensive guy, then you add in someone on his staff, used to be at Ohio State under Ryan Day who may have a couple nuggets or know a few things about the Buckeyes offense, man, I mean, it's really set up for this game to be a little bit tricky for the offensive line at Ohio State. One of the biggest issues I noticed with this unit was communication. People want to focus on the left side of the offensive line, which is true. There were times during this game, it seemed like there were guys on the old line who weren't blocking anybody. And it's confusing to me. I'll dive into a couple plays later, that strip sack um, that the Hoosiers had later on in the game. That was actually set up by a play prior to that. Rewatching the game, you may have missed it in the moment, but you rewatch the game, you see that thing when you go get into your opponent for the review mode, you see why something works in the moment. But communication was key. Communication was one thing on... Um, Henderson didn't have the best best game at all. Um, didn't have the best day. Had a good run. Had some good moments. I won't say he was like uh, a slob and a dud on the football field. He was not. But some of the same issues he had a year ago, they came up once again on Saturday. However, there were times that when the guys in front of him aren't blocking properly, all of a sudden it makes things harder for the back. It made things harder for Chip and Maya and everybody. Henderson, Henderson needs to learn how to run through tackles and break tackles and not go down that first contact. But also, even if he did know how to do that, buddy, it's hard to run with the guys in front of you are not blocking. Before I get to that play where the strip sack, where that was set up by a play prior, I saw numerous times Casey number 44 for the Hoosiers who made plays all day. This young man, I remember there was a play, numerous plays, 
Donovan Jackson left guard, Carson Hensman the center. They're they're double teaming. And it seemed like Jackson's shoulder, left shoulder, turned a little bit too much, went into the guy that the double team was, and he was not watching for the linebacker or for who he was going to next at the second level. Well, he turns his shoulder, it opens up a hole for the linebacker number 44 to shoot through the gap and make a play at the line of scrimmage in the backfield or whatever it may be, uh, a, a, a loss, a no gain, or maybe a one-yard gain on the play because of simply communication. Sometimes it's footwork. Uh, sometimes it's working with a new guy. But a lot of times, there were numerous times, there were double teams on the field between guard and center. And what did we see? We unfortunately witnessed we witnessed a situation where we're just missing the guy at the second level, which there were numerous times. Buck, I mean, the Hoosiers, second level guys are just coming in untouched, shooting the gap, getting to the backfield. If you're double teaming, be aware there's a good chance you're going to have to go to somebody. Somebody's going to have to leave to go to the second level. Is it you? Is it the guy next to you? Got to keep your head up, got to keep your shoulders square to know who is moving next. Now, let's get to that play, that strip sack. And this is something I did not see in the moment. I saw that play where they had the DN go down. They had the linebacker come around. They had the corner come in and blitzing, and it caused confusion. Now, why did it cause confusion? Because a few plays prior, they didn't bring the defensive end down. The Hoosiers did something similar. Three guys on the outside. But it was one guy outside, another guy for the tackle, another guy for the guard. But even then, the communication was a little bit poor, and one guy got through. Now, you run that a few plays prior that all of a sudden you had this play lined up where you're, you're having three guys come in, but one guy's off the line of scrimmage a little bit, blitzing corner. Blitzing corner comes in. I believe Mayan was in on this play. Mayan picks him up. Defensive end goes down the left tackle. Simmons Go lets him go down. In comes the linebacker coming around. Well, Simmons doesn't see that corner. Simmons either didn't see him, didn't hear something, but somewhere in communication was broken where Simmons let the blacker come around. At the end goes down. Backer loops around. Simmons lets the backer go outside not realizing the outside blocker in, in Mayan was already taken up, comes around, Simmons opens up, comes a turnstile, does, doesn't do anything anyway because he can't, he's too late, strip sack. So a lot of this is communication. But as Joel Klatt, Joel Klatt said about the quarterback position, the same goes for the offensive line. They're both a thing of reps. Reps mean a lot. And if you're getting your first ga game reps, at a position, don't matter if it's middle school, little league, high school, or the NFL. If you're getting your first reps at a position, at a at a particular level of football, man, and there's different levels of football. Like I see a lot of 4A, 3A football where I am in Indiana. You to see 6A a lot. There's a different level of ball between 6A ball in high school and 4A and 3A ball in high school. I might even see a 1A or 2A school in high school um, in the area where I am covering the high school athletics. It's a different level of ball. And so if you're, if you're used to a 1A brand of football in high school going up to a 6A brand, buddy, it's different. And if you're used to a G5 school at San Diego State, good G5 school, but still a G5 school to Ohio State, 
it's the same still college football. But there's levels to this. And I do believe the quarterback situation and off of the line situation, as they get more live game reps, things will get better. Now, the old line thing is a whole lot harder to fix than the quarterback situation. However, I do believe both can get fixed over the next few weeks. Will they definitely get fixed? That's to be determined. What is also to be determined? Well, not to be determined for me, but you will hear where as our weekly stock reports coming a little bit early, who we're going giving a stock up for, who we're giving a stock down for. That's coming at you next on Locked on Buckeyes. This episode is brought to you by our good friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can be on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at Billiards Plus. Billiards Plus has a selection of pool tables, game tables, shuffleboard tables, and more, and the best service in Central Ohio. And did you know Billiards Plus has top-of-the-line grills with up to 30-year warranties? This longer than most roofs. Billiards Plus carries the best pool tables from Brunswick, Ahasan, Canada, Billiards, and more. Plus, top-of-the-line grills from PK, Napoleon, Memphis, and the Griddle. That could very well be the last grill you own. The perfect gift for any occasion is in stock at Billiards Plus. Go big with an awesome pool table or shuffleboard table or a little more modest with a dartboard or poker table. No matter the season, Billiards Plus has you covered for all your indoor and outdoor entertainment needs. And the people at Billiards Plus are the best part of the experience. Kenny, Sarah, and the whole staff will take amazing care of you. Billiards Plus, visit the showroom on Dublin Center Drive in Dublin. Normally, our stock report, weekly stock report, stock up, stock down, comes on Wednesdays. Tomorrow, we have a special treat doing something a little bit different this week with being a Youngstown State week, not doing a traditional locked on crossover. Going to do a little bit special preview from a Buckeye standpoint on Thursday's show. However, tomorrow, we have an interview with Noah Eagle coming at you. Noah Eagle is the voice of the Big Ten football on NBC. Um, found out during the during the uh, interview, the conversation, he will be calling the Notre Dame Big T- the Notre Dame Ohio State game. He probably will be calling uh, unless things get flexed. The Buckeyes game against Wisconsin and the Buckeyes game against Michigan State. We don't look ahead, and that comes up in our conversation. But due to a special episode tomorrow with an interview from Noah Eagle, our stock our stock report is coming up today. Stock stock up. Oh, I can't talk. Let's slow down. Here we go. Stock up, stock down. Slowing down always works for the week after the Buckeyes season opening win over the Indiana Hoosiers. Stock up for my guy, Chip Trainum. 
I have seen, I have got a lot of comments and I've reached out to some of my friends and people I know that are Buckeye fans, but I've got a lot of comments lately about this running back situation. But you know what? It was an easy one for me. We talked about it. We talked about it a day ago. I said, hey, Chip needs 12 to 15 carries a game. I don't care if he starts. He just needs those carries. Now, if you want to say who should be the top two backs, I've seen some people say it should be Chip and Mayan or just put Mayan in short yardage. And if you want Trey Beyond to still play, don't make him the featured back. All those things are great. Don't really matter. One thing we witnessed in the spring game, Chip broke one for 70 yards. One thing we witnessed over the weekend is that Chip still has that juice. And if you want a guy on the field, a running back, who just gets things done, who does not go down at first contact, who has the speed to break one out, his name is Chip Trainum, the Arizona State transfer, the in-state kid, transferred back to his home state of Ohio, originally to play linebacker, back playing running back, and you know what? If the Buckeyes utilize him properly, he'll always be in our stock up report, a stock up during our weekly stock report for the Ohio State Buckeyes. Stock up on my guy, Josh Proctor. When I sit here and tell you that I was about to text my buddy, but the service was bad, Ryan Robertson say, hey, man, Proctor, it looks like he's starting today. I would have got that through, but that but service was really bad. So it just the text didn't go through. But Josh Proctor starting was not something I expected. I also did not expect some of the plays we got from Josh Proctor. We still got Josh Proctor either being big play boom or really bad angle. And a lot of the times he brought the boom with the bad angle. If he gets that angle down, Josh Proctor is going to rise up some some draft boards. But Josh Proctor, man, made numerous big plays. um, Read the read. Honestly, when I, if we went on the defense and just did a whole show on them, the way they figured out the triple option and did it on, on defending it, it wasn't textbook. However, it was really good, especially when you weren't expecting it. Josh Proctor came downhill and brought the wood, brought the lumber every time. Stock up on Josh Proctor. Stock up on Sonny Styles. I heard somebody on the podcast, I forget if it was um, Bill Landis or Jeremy Birmingham, asking this question, is Sonny Styles a linebacker or a safety? Sure seemed like he was a linebacker, but they may call him a safety, whatever it is. If you're trying to run this 4-2-5, but it's really a 4-3 in disguise, and you're trying, you're able to do this and get him in different situations, and it works, hey, good for you. Because instead of bringing in a third linebacker, if you want this guy to play and he's so versatile, you want him on the field, great, great. Why? Because in his first start, at 18 years old, as a true sophomore, Sonny Styles played good ball, man. Really good ball. I'm not a fan of somebody reclassifying. I've said it before. Basically, I explained it to my brother over the weekend. He's like, what is reclassifying? I said, basically, he skipped a grade. <laughs> like the old school, we used to talk about it all the time. Hey, hey, man, no, I skipped third grade or I skipped fifth grade, whatever it may be. Nah, he skipped his senior year of high school to come to Ohio State early. What's the benefit? Be a Buckeye early and ultimately make a little bit of money as well. So Sonny Styles, stock up for him. Stock down on the offensive line. This is a unit. That I knew it was going to be. I knew there were going to be growing pains. I didn't expect some of the growing pains, some of the issues they had over the weekend. Communication—that's one thing. And I knew that Indiana, once they realized that Simmons was new, and I mean they knew they're going into the game, they're going to pick on him. And they picked up Davis and Igbenosin during the game. He's not a new uh, newcomer to football at this level, but he was. They just said over and over those three times in a row, Igbenosin got the best of it. All of a sudden, on the third time, 
the receiver caught the pass. It's just going to happen. They're going to pick on you. And I expect Youngstown State, Western Kentucky, Notre Dame, and others to continue to pick on Josh Simmons until he plays so well that they stop trying to pick on him. But he wasn't the only problem. Blocking, communication, all across the line. Carson, Carson Hinsman did good for his first start, but he still had some issues as well. Stock down on the offensive line. Stock down on Ryan Day. I don't want to be negative about the head coach at Ohio State, but can we please, please, please stop making play calls that are predictable? Can we start doing things in the red zone that make sense? Fourth and goal of your own two-yard line? Wait, no, it's third and goal. Third and goal or fourth and goal? I forget exactly the scenario, the down and distance. But on your own two-yard line, QB power? What are we doing? Four wide, shotgun set, back to the right of the quarterback. What are we doing on a two-yard line? What are we doing? You're too smart. It's common sense. Go into center, sneak, hand it off, whatever it may be. It worked previously. I mean, I-formation, seven-yard line, what do you do? Chip train him, HBISO, Mayan Williams, seven yards to the end zone. Pater, touchdown. Oh, no, we can't do that again. That's against the rules. What are we doing? Can we stop making predictable play calling and in the red zone, get under center and just tell the Hog Mollies up front to put somebody and move somebody? They want to do it. It's what they, it's what they came here to do. Just stop doing the predictable stuff. Also, <laughs> you got to get off that. Uh, stock down on Henderson once again. I keep trying. I keep trying. I keep trying. I keep trying. I keep trying to believe in this young man. I keep trying to. I know he can be good. We saw his freshman year. But, man, some of the same issues. Got him once again. And it's not because the O-line wasn't blocking for him consistently. That is not why. Can be. I don't believe it is. Stock down on Trevion Henderson. The stock report will probably be next Wednesday. Don't have another interview that's of high caliber coming up next week. So um, there's a good chance that that'll be next Wednesday. And if it is, I hope I'm going to stock up on the online, a stock up on Ryan Day, and a stock up on Mr. Henderson. But will that happen? We got to wait and see what happens Saturday as the Buckeyes host Youngstown State in the home opener during the 2023 football season. Out of here on a Tuesday. My voice is really weird right now, man. I don't know what it is. Um, I don't know if I'm coming down with something. I have no idea. I'm at home in the office recording. Um, I really hope it gets better. So the next time we get a show, um, things, my voice is a whole lot stronger for us to enjoy. What some people say, the golden pipes that I have been blessed with. Not joking at all. Numerous people have been saying that I, you got a radio voice. You got them gold pipes. You better use them. Not on radio. It's a podcast. The radio is a dream. If you know anybody anywhere looking for a radio host, they can, e- they can email me at jstevens317 at gmail.com. They can also hit me up on X or Twitter at jstevens07. Threads, the same handle. Instagram, the same handle as well. Thanks for making a lot of fun, Buckeyes. Your first listener, first watch of every single day. For your second listener, watch of the day, check out the Locked on Sports Today podcast. Locked on Sports Today is a place for you to get all the news going on in sports that you need to know in 20 minutes every single day. Locked on Buckeyes and Locked on Sports Today. They are both a part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. This has been Locked on Buckeyes here on a Tuesday. I'll see you next time.